Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in again, you are listening to Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the UK Geek Science Fiction Fantasy and Horror Podcast, episode 510, recorded on Saturday the 11th of November 2023 at 232525. I'm speaking through a sure SM58. I need to apologize for sound tonight, not just the terrible sounds coming from my mouth, but also the traffic outside, the fact that I'm a bit snuffleupagus, I seem to have some kind of cold, and the inevitability of the jingle jangle dingle dangle from zips and creaky chairs and all that stuff. However, I have risen. (laughs) Despite being genuinely extremely tired uh, from the Halloween podcasting marathon, the very unwise marathon that has left me so tired, exhausted, during which I talked about the first three episodes of Hammer House of Horror, I still have not fully recuperated, and you can probably tell from my voice that that is the case. I wasn't expecting to be back so soon, but the mic beckoned, and so here I am. Not so freshly risen from my sarcophagus. However, I am ready to go on, my friends. And so let me summon my butler, Figor, and tell him to make ready the Kalash. It's got that sort of theme tonight. Heavy on the horror, fairly light in heart, despite the troubles in the world outside. So let us take this Kalash ride into the night. And I don't know where I'm going with this. Let's just enjoy ourselves tonight. I'm going to start off off topic and tell you how my life in general is going on. But don't worry, there is a lot of geek media to talk about tonight. Let me tell you how life without a car is hell, and life with a car is hell as well. Because why should we own a car? The constant bills, the terrible drivers, potholes, and the many, many irritating forum experts telling you how it is easily possible to live without a car, but it isn't possible for me. As you know, our car has departed for the scrapyard in the sky quite recently. Unfortunately, we didn't manage to find a new car before the old car left. The reasons I'm whining about not having a car are many. Let's talk about some of those. 
have a bad back, which makes the local rattly buses unfeasible when they come at all. Yes, I can hear the violins. <laughs> I have been taking taxis, but a whack on the head from an unfamiliar cab door height. And though most drivers are okay, the few spectacularly unhelpful drivers I have met tell me that taxis are not a long-term solution. I considered bikes, both push bikes and a small motorcycle. Yeah, it's part of my ongoing motorcycle middle-aged thing. <laughs> middle-aged. Um, slightly more than middle-aged thing. But you can't return a crappy microwave oven to Asda on anything other than a car-priced electric cargo bike. Or a motorcycle with a sidecar. When was the last time you saw one of those? And forget about taking two elderly parents to their medical appointments or shopping. Which also brings us to the reason that I don't have everything delivered. And that is the former experience buying a cheap microwave from Asda. If you're lucky enough to be free of responsibilities, young, healthy, and have shops nearby, a bike might be possible. But also, you know, if you're young, healthy, and free of responsibilities, go to hell. For me, though, that isn't something that I can do. I need a car. As I said, life without a car is hell, but life with a car is hell. Life in general is hell. Even buying a car is hell. Do you want me to tell you about buying a car? To buy a car, you need a car. To drive to the dealers, to view and buy a car. It's a loop. It's a hellish loop. How about buying a car online? Well, look, don't make me laugh. Didn't you hear the trouble I'm having returning a microwave oven? Imagine something a million times more expensive. My fixation with Victoriana and Gothic forms of transport that you heard at the top of the show means that I have in my mind, my twisted mind, perhaps an ornate horse-drawn calash might be a possibility. I'm considering it. Of course, I'm not considering it seriously, but, you know, uh, wouldn't that be great? Trotting into town on one of those things, <laughs> draped head to foot in black velvet. Let's talk gin and tonic, chicken tikka masala, and coronation chicken. As you well know by now, I'm a brown man of Indo-Mauritian origin, like one half of Brahman, but sane. And it is hilarious the extent to which I enjoy the above tasty fare, which is, of course, a distasteful legacy of the bad old British Empire. I just thank the gods every day that I'm not an India pale ale craft beer hipster enthusiast as well. On the other hand, if you would prefer an unblinkered, 
rose-tinted cloud cuckoo set of lies of the past that our current government in the UK favours, you might want to seek out the work of the following people. Afua Hirsch, Mark Fennell, William Dalrymple, and Anita Anand. They are involved in podcasting, but since I despise promoting other podcasts, that is as much free publicity as I'm willing to give them. Still on the subject of food, and also sticking with the post-Halloween theme, let me tell you about Roy's Double Devil Dogs. I enjoyed hot dogs yesterday. My famous Double Devil Dogs, which consist of... Well, it's pretty obvious there are two hot dog sausages in there. Vegan hot dog sausages. There's my special brine and onions... There's tomato sauce, and mustard, and some kind of chilli sauce that I'm not at liberty to discuss, as well as I have experimented lately with sauerkraut. Unfortunately, the sauerkraut, along with the American mustard, which contains vinegar, made the dogs too sour. Next time I'm going to try it with English mustard, or as someone on Mastodon suggested, Dijon mustard. My mother loves Dijon mustard, I'm more of a fan of English mustard. Those experiments with (laughs) sauerkraut made me think of Vachar, the Indian fermented vegetable pickles that we've been enjoying lately. It's one of the things my mum does. If you... Uh, from an Indian background, you know that the fridge is going to be stuffed with half a ton of vegetable pickles. Many of the types use vinegar, but the trouble with vinegar is that it kills the good bacteria in these pickles. Though there is a more traditional way of making these pickles that doesn't involve vinegar, and we're going to be doing some of that, and we've done some of that already. And it is just the ticket to reboot my flagging gut biome and something that my dietitian, who promised to follow up and has not followed up yet weeks later, um, suggested. Next, I have been having nightmares lately. Stress-related nightmares. Worrying about life in general. Worrying about the news outside the haven of this pod. And worrying about this podcast itself. Worrying about whether it's getting the attention it needs or deserves, or could I do something more to get more listeners? And here is a goth explanation for a solo podcast. This is going to be repetitious, so I'm sorry for going over old, old ground. But like I said, I'm having one of these existential creative crises, but let me goth it up (laughs) by wrapping it in comfortable crushed black velvet. There's a lot of metaphoring going on tonight. I'm too young, and conversely also too old, I fell through the gap, too eclectic in my tastes, too much of a non-joiner, don't join guy in new Star Wars, and ironically, far too grim 
to be a goth, despite my pop-cultural preferences. And here I should insert my memory of poor horror-averse Papa taking his gleeful grinning son to the London dungeons at what age? Surely that's illegal. Oh, what was wrong with me? I don't know. Sure he's still out. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Before uni, I went punk. And at uni, I briefly spent a delightful year looking like Susie Sue. And yes, I do wish I had photographs. I bet there are photographs out there somewhere. If you have them, you know who you are. Get in touch. Which brings us on to the famously, vehemently, non-self-defining as such, proto-goth, non-goth, goth, Andrew Eldritch of the Sisters of Mercy. Both a fantastically talented and a fantastically disagreeable man. Well, he was a drummer, which sort of explains it, though I've heard he's mellowed with age. I recently found a quote sourced from a comment from Redditor Dead Dead Cool from two years ago, in which he says, regarding Eldritch, he's definitely one of the only artists I've liked that I have never had any desire to meet. Combine my cellular-level inability to be part of any fandom, or the lack of desire to meet celebrities, especially placing myself in an uncomfortable hero-worshipper-to-hero-power dynamic, something that I've developed more lately than before. I'm sure there was a point at which I would have liked to meet some of these people, and then also extend that quote about Eldritch to every other star of stage, screen, and literature, and any other notable person involved in creating the geeky media that we love. Those are a couple of the reasons I no longer have the inclination to interview anyone for this podcast. As I have repeatedly said, this has been repeated before by me, but my unwillingness to assume the role of interviewer doesn't do this show any favours and that troubles me. I'm worried that I'm missing out on a section of the audience that would love this stuff. You see, despite what you may think, I have found that it isn't difficult to contact notable people once you're in the PR loop, but meeting them? Look, the people I've met have been, on the whole, pleasant. But whenever I debate whether to start interviewing again, the thing that I always come back to is I'd rather explore what their output means to me than them as a person. As an avid podcast listener myself, those are the type of geek shows I gravitate towards. So, prospective podcasters out there, why don't you do that? Why don't you add 
a more personal touch. Wait, 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 wait. What am I saying? Listen, <laughs> podcasters, don't do that. I've already filled that niche. Think up your own damn ideas. Oh. Okay, look, hello, podcasters listening in. I know I wasn't the first to do this type of show, but I love getting your knickers in a twist. And you thought Andrew William Harvey Taylor was disagreeable. You have no idea. With all this stuff going on in my head lately, the bad dreams, the questioning my own professional existence. With all that in mind, let us do the show. <laughs> let us start off with a book. We haven't done that for a while. And this book that I want to talk about is Vampires. That's Vampires with a Y. Hyphen Lord Byron to Count Dracula. A friend, knowing my predilections lent me his hardback copy of Vampires, Lord Byron, to Count Dracula by Christopher Frayling, published in 1992. The book is a scholarly exploration of the vampire myth, including the ancient Roman monster and beyond, and I have retrod old ground reading of... Dr. Polidori's The Vampire, hatched during Lord Byron's summer holes at Villa Diodati at Lake Geneva. I say retreading old ground because I already know this, not from any past academic study into Gothic literature, but from Ken Russell's Gothic from 1986. Great film, Gabriel Byrne, Helena Bonham Carter. Good stuff. The trouble with this book is that it is very objective. And because of that, I now know the full extent of Byron and Percy Bysshe Shelley's disgusting snobbery and misogyny from just reading the opening chapters. And that unpleasantness spelled the kiss of death of my enjoyment, and I simply couldn't continue. What a couple of rotters. Let's move on to film. Gretel and Hansel. In 504, I said about... The 2020 United Artists, the Brothers Grimm film adaptation. Gretel is the older girl looking after her brother as they starve in the woods until they come across a weird old lady. The film is stylish. The pointy hat is beautifully sinister and symbolic. It's also strangely anachronistic looking in a manner slightly reminiscent of Neil Jordan's excellent A Company of Wolves from 1984, but not as compelling. In fact, the pace is so slow, I still haven't finished watching weeks later. I said that in 5.04, and in fact earlier today, this is the last thing I watched. 
What more can I add? I would say in passing that I was also reminded of Ben Wheatley's psychedelic horror in the earth, which is also very woody and earthy, and Harry Potter. Look, if you see Gretel and Hansel, you know what I'm talking about regarding the Harry Potter reference. I thought that Alex Krieg is great as the witch, but I had severe trouble hearing her voice. She seemed to be mumbling a bit, and the faux old-world non-specific Euro dialect of the dialogue used by the cast grated. There is also a very high degree of voiceover exposition that was excruciating. It was completely unnecessary. In summary, Gretel and Hansel started promising but became bogged down in the damp woods. Let's move on to another film that's taken me quite a while to review, and that is Miss Peregrine's School for Peculiar Children. This is a follow-up from (laughs) episode 163 of this podcast from 2017, about the 20th Century Fox 2016 film that I only half reviewed. Six years to review one film has to be some kind of record. Paraphrasing to correct show notes never intended to be read by anyone but me, back then I said, Miss Peregrine runs a school to protect children with strange powers, a bit like if you crossed Hogwarts with the X-Mansion and then filled it with a few gothish-looking kids. Better than the book, entertaining, but not very memorable. More rainy vid afternoon at home than big screen. But Eva Green's in it. Watching from the beginning to remind myself about the film and only having a vague recollection of skim reading the book in Waterstones. Thank you, Waterstones, for being my free library. I conclude that I can't critique this children's movie other than to say it did not engage me. I rewatched that before finishing Gretel and Hansel today, and what I think is that though the theme, good freaks versus bad freaks, who have a penchant for eyeball chomping, Tim Burton-style artistic design, the presence of the delectable Mademoiselle Eva Green, and, of course, Mr. Samuel L. Jackson, and a lightning-brief funny cameo from Tim Burton. All those things that are roybait, the mere fact that it took me six years to watch proves how difficult it is to make a movie that people will enjoy. I'm reminded of the equally gothy Wednesday from 2022, the TV show, that similarly failed to rouse me from my tomb in 501. However, I enjoyed the grotesquery 
and the unconventional ending, so it's not all bad. Ooh. I'm a bit tired and a bit in need of a little break, so let me hit pause and I'll be back in a moment. Okay, I just had a chance to sip some of my cold hot lemon and adjust the mic stand, so I'm standing up now, which of course probably means more exterior noise because of the incline that the studio is on in relation to the road. I don't know why I'm telling you all this. Maybe it Adds to the colour, adds to the picture in your mind. Sorry, what am I talking about? Let's carry on with movies. Werewolf by Night in colour. A colour version of the originally black and white comedy horror is now available on Disney Plus as of September. In 459, I said it was, quote, delightfully nasty, very gory, very funny, lovingly retro, and altogether a heartwarming feature that I heartily recommend, unquote. It's probably the same in colour. Will I watch it? Oh, I don't know. I've seen it. I liked it. I haven't watched it again since. I might do that. I might watch it in colour then. It's a great short film in whatever format you watch it, and that's Werewolf by Night. In colour. Extremely horror-heavy tonight, with our next movie, Talk To Me. Talk To Me is a 2023 Australian horror movie in which a group of Silly, silly teenagers entertain themselves by communicating with the dead until they leave the door to the other side open. Da, da, da. Oh my god. There's some stupid engine thingy outside. Let's wait until it goes. Or is it a UFO? It's, oh, it's an engine. Where were we? Yes, talk to me. <laughs> I thought this movie had some great shocks, some proper shocking moments, clearly influenced by films like Ringu, but in an original way, which is still at least vaguely necromancy adjacent in its use of a hand of glory and a corpse candle. And that's Talk To Me. If you're into occult scares, this might be for you. Away from horror to superheroes for a moment, and The Flash. Yes, I finally watched The Flash movie. I watched it some time ago. Added it to my show notes so I can talk about it now. I'm not a fan of the person. Few people are. But the main character that... The actor portrays is great. 
as is Keaton's aging Batman. The special effects, the dialogue, all those things are absolutely fine. More than fine. But the story, the central plot, is a forgettable time travel paradox that's been done to death and done much better in Loki, which we are going to talk about. And that is The Flash. Moving completely away from science fiction, fantasy and horror, but still very firmly on Geek Mountain, I watched Blackberry. This is a Canadian film about the rise and fall of the Canadian tech company. I watched that sometime in October and enjoyed it. If you're a tech geek too, you'll enjoy it too. And by the way, apparently Andrew Eldritch is a bit of a tech geek. Nice one. Like many films about tech entrepreneurs, techpreneurs, while the engineering bones of the story was plausible, the characters and the dialogue played fast and loose with what these people were actually like, what they look like, how they behave, and what they actually said. Even if you don't know any of the background characters, the moment you start watching this, you'll think, were they really like this? <laughs> it is strongly comedic. The very bold, ferocious corporate bully that mild-mannered Mike Lazaridis, played by Jay Burrichell, hires to get things done in particular. This guy... Jim Basili, played by actor Glenn Howerton, reminds me very much of Halt and Catch Fire's equally bald and terrifying John Bosworth, played by Toby Huss. That's Blackberry. Very entertaining, very nostalgic. If you're a tech geek, you will enjoy this. Maybe even if you're not a tech geek, you'll still enjoy this. That's it for the movies I have digested this week. Let us move on to TV and Goosebumps. Goosebumps is a Sony 2023 horror TV series based on the Goosebumps series of young adult books, perhaps children books, by R.L. Stein and released on Disney Plus and Hulu. The first episode features a fire monster, occupying out-of-towner Justin Long's house, and a group of kids trying to solve the mystery while not dying in the process. It's a nice and nasty, diversely casted, and mildly amusing TV show for kids. I won't be following this. I watched the first episode, it's okay. There are other things for me to enjoy that I need to get to and though this is good I don't have the time you might enjoy it though let me know if you are enjoying it and that's Goosebumps 2023 the comedy horror TV show on Disney Plus let's move on to Cowboy Bebop and another show that I won't be following I couldn't finish this live action adaptation of Hajime 
Hatate's Space Bounty Hunters series that I started watching in 2021. That's pod 417 in which I talked about that. John Cho looks fantastic in it, but I don't think the manga slash anime translated well into live action. That means I'm also no longer disappointed that the French filmmaker Alexandre Ajar's live-action movie adaptation of the Space Adventure Cobra anime series never made it to the big screen. Space Adventure Cobra is absolutely brilliant. I have the whole series. I've watched, I think, most of it, if not all of it. And, yeah, great anime. Not sure it would ever work as a live-action movie. And when things like this happen with Cowboy Bebop, that reinforces that idea. Look, I'm not saying that live-action adaptations never work. Simply that they are very, very hard. And it hasn't worked so far. And that's worrying because aren't we due an Akira live-action film? I don't know. It's a prickly pear. (laughs) Prickly pear? That's what happens when you do a solo podcast. There's no one else to bounce ideas and conversation off, so you end up doing it to yourself, and it comes out rather quirky. Okay, more TV. Loki. Season 2 is finished. Season 2, I thought, is not without its merits. It is bookended by a great beginning and end, both titled Glorious Purpose, and Tom Hiddleston is absolutely great at literally throwing himself into every scene. The rest of the season, though, is too slow, too cerebral, and lacking in action. So starts well, ends well, a bit baggy in the middle. By the end, Loki is monkey-pawed when he finally discovers and surrenders to his glorious purpose. Quote, I am Loki of Asgard, and I am burdened with glorious purpose. Yes, you are. Be careful what you wish for, you poor old stick. And that is Loki Season 2. I think that is it. I don't think there's going to be a Season 3. It feels like it is done. Though, as you well know, I notoriously have very little interest in following the whole business of production, so maybe there is a season three? I don't know. If there is, let me know. Do my research for me. Finally, last topic of the night. I was going to say day, but it is night. It is most definitely night. It is not night, it is morning. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) The Hooniverse on iPlayer. Hooniverse, that is a terrible name. As I reported in pods 488, 505 and 509... (laughs) On the 1st of November, the BBC uploaded the classic series of Doctor Who, as well as other Who-related material to iPlayer. Here's 
my rundown of what's available. We have the original show, the classic show, Doctor Who, 1963 to 1996, the one that I have been revisiting since 2014, so help me gods. There is also New Who, 2005 to 2022, and continuing. Looking forward to the new series. There is also Tales of the TARDIS. This is something new, in which we have members of the TARDIS crew reminiscing over old adventures. That means we have a couple of the surviving Doctors taking part in that. Sorry, the surviving Doctor actors taking part in that. Oh dear, reality and fiction are all getting mixed up. I saw a bit of it. Seems okay. There is also Talking Doctor Who, hosted by David Tennant. You'll find there is a lot of David Tennant in this, where they talk about Doctor Who. There is some musical stuff, Doctor Who at 60, a musical celebration. There is Doctor Who Confidential, which was that look behind the scenes of New Who, something that I have only perused slightly and then stopped watching because I don't always like looking behind the curtain. There is also K9 and Company, the pilot episode A Girl's Best Friend, though notoriously unsuccessful and uncommissioned series. There's also a couple of animations starring the David Tennant Doctor, that is Doctor Who Dreamland and Doctor Who The Infinite Quest. There is the excellent The Sarah Jane Adventures, starring Elizabeth Slodden as one of my and most people's favourite companions, Intrepid Reporter. There's also the new Who spin-off, Torchwood, which I haven't watched. I've watched about three episodes, don't really enjoy it. There's also Class, which I have watched in its entirety. Another spin-off. A YA, I suppose, as opposed to the Sarah Jane adventures, which seemed more aimed at children. Yeah, Class is pretty good. There is also... Delia Derbyshire, The Myths and the Legendary Tapes about Delia Derbyshire, the very notable member of the BBC Radiophonic Workshop. The Science of Doctor Who with Brian Cox, the physicist with the suspiciously full head of hair and a past as a keyboardist in a 90s band, I think. Is it the 90s? I'm sure it was the 90s. Yeah. I don't do my research very well. I'm sorry about that. More music stuff with Doctor Who at the proms. There's a 1977 documentary with Tom Baker called Who's Doctor Who? There is also Paul McGann's highly underrated TV movie, which is also now included. So the Hooniverse, as it is called, really stupidly, is definitely worth exploring.
notable exceptions and stuff that is available are the first story, An Unearthly Child, due to ongoing rights issues, which we've already talked about, and Peter Cushing's Amicus Movies, which I absolutely love. But of course, they're owned by an entity completely different to the BBC. Yeah, I haven't watched those films for such a long time. They used to be the sort of thing that were on when I was a child and a teenager. Every now and then, I really liked them. The two films were Doctor Who and the Daleks from 1965 and Daleks Invasion Earth 2150 AD from 1966. Although those two movies have been done to death in other podcasts, it's something I'd like to talk about at some stage. I probably already have, I'm not sure. I've probably talked smatterings of these two movies before. Since all that stuff is now so easily available to most people in the UK, if you ever needed an excuse to jump into my classic Doctor Who revisit started way, way back in time in 2014. This is it. What are you waiting for? Subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe. And that is it. That is it for our post-Halloween catch-up show. There was a lot of stuff to talk about. As I've mentioned during this podcast... I'm currently revisiting Hammer House of Horror. You can catch up with that. I started it over the Halloween period. And it's really great. I take you back to the wonderfully schlocky, cheap thrills of 1980s Hammer House of Horror. Something decidedly more adult than Doctor Who. And that is it, my friends. Catch you on the freak side... Yes, I wish I was a horror host. The show is made solely by me, Roy Matur, a writer. Matur is spelled M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMatur.com. I'm starting to chat to people on Mastodon now as well. All those links, all those things are available on RoyMatur.com. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen. Recommend it to a friend or mortal enemy. Or click on the contact or support link on the website. Thanks for tuning in to Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the UK Geek Science Fiction Fantasy and Horror Podcast episode... As he scrolls up the page again. 510, recorded on... Saturday, the 11th of November, 2023, but ending on Sunday, the 12th of November, 2023, at 002420. Thanks for listening. Please join me again in this sanctuary of geekdom. And bye-bye for now. Bye!